We be rolling, man. Here we are. Look at that. Streaming live with all this technologies. Technologies that we have to edgeminicate ourselves with? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. Addedsouls.com is the website. Stefan Maillet is my name. Yeah, that's a French name, isn't it? Stefan Maillet. How would you uh, look at that? Well, put it this way. Let me see. S-T-E. Ste. Dash. Uh, P-H-A-W-N. Stefan? Stefan? I mean, that's not how it's spelled, but maybe that's how it might help you pronounce it. Stefan? Remember Steve Urkel when he got really cool on that TV series? It was called Stefan? Yeah, that's me. That's me. Stefan. Maye? How about this one? M-Y dash Y-A-Y. Maye! It's mine. It's Maye! No, that's not how it's spelled, but that's how it's pronounced. Stefan Maye. How is it spelled? Oh, M-A-I-L-L-E-T is in Thomas. It's French. I was born and raised French. What do you know? I speak English words, though. And you have to be patient with me. Because I don't always get them. I, always, I don't pronounce them properly at times. You know? You gotta suffer long with me. But yeah, that's my name. Stefan Maye. AddedSouls.com is the website. As you can see right there, right? It's supposed to be right there. You like my logo? You like that owl? He's my spirit animal. Yeah, I like owls. I like how they function. I like how they operate, the things they do and see. Owls. I like owls. Stuff you should know in our here um, opening, if you will, I guess. Uh, please, by all means, sign up to addedsouls.locals.com. You can sign up there for free, and there's some stuff there you can see, but you can choose if you are willing and able to support the added soul's work. And that's how we function, through God's good grace and your willingness to support. It allows the studio to move forward with the technology it needs, and it keeps us, the Maya family, of course, encouraged with food, shelter, and clothing, the necessities of life, so that we can remain active alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada, and you can check out the .com, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com, and we have a Facebook page, East Coast Church of Christ. I upload uh, my uh, weekly sermons and stuff like that, and by all means, please do that. You can also send uh, donations, if you will, through PayPal, at itssouls at gmail.com. Now, whether we receive one dime or not, we do this work, and that's how I began, with zero support. Because it's not about that, is it? Ultimately, in priority, we just want folks to hear and see and experience Christians, our worldview, and the way we live, and the things we think, and how we operate, all that kind of good stuff. If you want to have a conversation, reach out to me. We can have ourselves a phone call, a video chat, email exchange, whatever needs to be done. We're at your disposal. I am your servant. This is what's happening. This is Tuesday. And on Tuesdays, we analyze the lyrics. So we take a song from the world out there, the secular haze, if you will. We take a song from all different uh, uh, um, generations. Talking about my generation. And uh, we open it up and look at what was taking place. 
right? Behind the mind of the artist or the poet. And uh, we learn a bit about the artist, if you will, or the band. And um, it has been useful, kind to a great many of us Christians who, well, like music and we grow up listening to music. And some of us in our past life were indeed heathens and pagans and all sorts of things. And we have a great many memories and we want to have discussions about them and now the rewiring of our minds according to the Christ-like decency that we have or are supposed to have in relation to various facets of life, whether it be sociopolitical or entertainment, sports, movies, music, games, whatever. Well, I like music. I used to play in a band. I was born and raised with music in the household. And... Um, I found a niche therein. I used to love music dearly. It was the main focus of my life. I used to love music. I don't love it anymore. I enjoy it. I find it entertaining. I can now listen to it with a different perspective, if you will. But uh, yeah, all that kind of good stuff. So uh, we're talking about uh, Joni Mitchell's song today. That's what's happening. Big Yellow Taxi. It's not my favorite song from Joni Mitchell, but it's the most common and popular song on radio stations, is it not? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, Joni Mitchell, of course, is such a charming poet of sorts. To her talent and uh, the honor therein, certainly. We would probably bump heads sociopolitically, uh, obviously. Most of these artists or Hollywood types or those in the music industry or in the movie industry are typically morally bankrupt and completely void of reason. They live within the realm of non-reason, the realm of isms. Uh, but uh, to that respect, uh, or to that end, I should say, there is still respect given to the talent of the mind and the ingenuity, though she would or would not, makes no difference, I suppose, to that end, uh, give um, acknowledgement to the creator who allowed her to have the ingenuity of a free-willed mind, a thinking mind. I do not know her religious past or her religious current beliefs, uh, and I am making assumptions on certain ends. Uh, but, um, yeah, Joni Mitchell's Big Yellow Taxi is the song in question for our themed Tuesdays. Look at the itinerary. We go live from Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. And on Tuesdays, we uh, analyze the lyric. So we're going to open up uh, our friends over at Song Facts. Let me put that up on the screen here for you. Those of you who's watching this is on the video side of things. Uh, let me see here. Boom. Yeah, now we're going to pull up our friends over at songfacts.com. Songfacts.com is typically the go-to first respondent to the Google search realm when it comes to knowing the meaning of a song, or according to their perspective. But at times, greatly, it has to do with uh, real-time explanations from the artists themselves and quotes and interviews and whatnots. And so uh, that's where we find ourselves here for... Joni Mitchell's Big Yellow Taxi song. I like the song. I really do. I mean, it's not my favorite song from her, uh, but uh, I enjoy the song. It's obviously on repeat on every soft rock channel 
radio channel you can find. Uh, but uh, it has a message, obviously. She meant something when she wrote the, that song. And it's an enjoyable song. I mean, when it comes on, all the kiddos in the van, the family vehicle sing along. And they know, you know, the certain chorus words and whatnots. But uh, yeah, it's enjoyable. It's not foul or filthy or anything. It does certainly convey a message, if you will. And that's what we'll be looking at. But prior to that, we're over here with our friends at songfacts.com and understanding what they display as the meaning of the song. Please consider subscribing to the channel right? That really, it don't cost much, does it? Just subscribe, give a thumbs up, leave a comment like, hey, hi, how you doing? Where are you from? All that kind of good stuff. Share the link far and wide. Maybe there's others out there like you and I on Tuesdays who enjoy music and want to talk about music. Uh, please consider doing that. So songfacts.com here says, and I quote, Mitchell Parentheses from a 1996 interview with the Los Angeles Times, quote, says, I wrote Big Yellow Taxi on my first trip to Hawaii. It took a taxi. Or it took a taxi. I took a taxi. <laughs> I took a taxi to the hotel. And when I woke up the next morning, I threw back the curtains and saw these beautiful green mountains in the distance. Then I looked down and there was a parking lot as far as the eye could see. And it broke my heart, this blight on paradise. That's when I sat down and wrote the song. And it's interesting how artists become the recipients of their experience, motivating, motivating them, motivating them, uh, of course, to uh, the inspiration they have at that very moment to write about the emotion they have or things like that. That's how I write also, and that's how I've written my songs. It's basically real-life experience. This is the things we see and do, and it's almost folk-like, obviously, to that genre if you want to categorize or modulize the genre. So it continues and says, This song is about taking things for granted and then missing them when they are gone. Well, it's a relatable song, is it not? Even if you are not a fan of Joni Mitchell or that particular genre of music, the words, well, they resonate within the cavities of your thoughts because if you've lived on this life long enough, you recognize that to be true. It's a true, it's a true thing. You know, we tend to miss uh, the things that we lose. It continues and says, in the first verse, she uses Waikiki, uh, Hawaii, as an example. It used to be a paradise, or it used to be paradise, but now it's a fakey tourist destination. When you fly over the islands, all of the other islands are nice and green. But when you go over uh, Oahu, 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 you see... Waikiki, and Honolulu buildings. The line, quote, took all the trees, put them in a tree museum, charged the people a dollar and a half just to see them, refers to Foster Gardens, a place in Waikiki which is basically a tree museum. It's a huge garden full of trees, so tall you feel like Alice in Wonderland. Wouldn't that be fun? Watch those mushrooms especially out there in the cow fields. <laughs> you might find yourself shrinking 
or growing into a giant, following a mad hatter. Be careful with mushrooms. It continues and says the line, quote, put away that DDT now. Give me spots on my apples, but leave me the birds and the bees. Refers to the incesticide DDT. You know, the poison is what the perspective of this thought is conveying. The deleterious effects of the chemical were in the news as Americans learned that their food was being contaminated by its use. Those spotless apples looked great, but held hidden dangers. Also, birds were eating the insects and fish poisoned by DDT, which caused them to lay brittle eggs and put many species in danger, including the bald eagle. In 1972, DDT was banned for most uses. Most of this song uh, deals with environmental concerns, of course. If you've not picked that up before, now you should know. The tree-hugging source behind uh, the lyric, if you will. And, if, I mean, yeah, I, I, we can pick that up, you know. Um, and there is discussion to be had with that. Oh, squirrel, let's follow the squirrel. Where is he going? On an excursion of sorts. Where is it? Well, let's follow him for two minutes here. We as Christians are called to be good stewards of God's creation. That includes the environment. It does, I know, it's crazy, but it does and we should. However, to the measurement in which these fanatical extremists have now brought this realm of environmentalism is indeed almost terrorist-like. It's, it's a, a tyranny and an oppression upon the people. And it hasn't done any good at all. Matter of fact, it's caused a great many things to be worse. Case in point, a paper straw in a plastic cup. Yeah, that don't, that don't, that don't help no little turtles. <laughs> it really doesn't. It ain't going to save any polar bears out there. Now, there is a lie, perpetual lie, being conveyed by liars in regards to this conversation so as to hijack the narrative and have us all scared to mow the lawn because the grass has feelings. <laughs> but if we're level-minded and reasonable people, and balanced. We should understand that the scriptures, God's nature, calls a good stewardship of his creation. Yeah, that's it. We have dominion over the animal kingdom and over all things that are taking place here on this earth. An expedient accommodation, of course, to the purpose, which is to know God and follow God and be pleasing to God. But anyways, we are called to be good stewards. Don't throw garbage out of the window. Yeah, that I that that's a being a decent human being. Don't throw garbage out of the window, right? Keep stuff clean. Allow nature, of course, its it, 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 its existence. But if you had to cut down a tree, it's not the end of the world. Trees, there's a bunch of them. So, uh, okay, we stopped following that uh, squirrel for a little bit. But you can understand, of course. And we'll certainly, I've had sessions 
specifically in topic of environmentalism and our part as Christians and what does that look like. Today, sadly, many Christians have made their religion environmentalism, thinking that that's what we need to convert people to, environmentalism. I've had Christians sit down before me and think that's the purpose of life, environmentalism. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, they looked me straight in the face and they, they were firmly convinced that our purpose is to make sure people don't throw garbage out there and out the window. We have to save the trees. No, don't put too much stock on this environment. It will all be burnt up one day. It's not meant to last forever. And you will lose your soul and withdraw yourself from his good grace if you make that the focal point of your faith to convert people to environmentalism. No, folks are living in sin. They need to repent and find true love, God, compassion, mercy, grace, and find the instructions therein. Okay, back to the article, shall we? You see, it's easy to follow these squirrels. There's all kinds of them. They go all over the place. So the article continues and says, most of this song deals with environmental concerns, but in the last verse, the singer's boyfriend leaves her, her old man, if you will. This is where we hear the song's title for the first time. As the big yellow taxi comes to take him away. And the line in the song, quote, they paved paradise and put up the parking lot, refers to the destruction of the Garden of Allah, a Hollywood hotel renowned for its rowdy celebration parties. Yeah. Where the heathen and the pagan go to practice their debauchery and lasciviousness. All those things, right? We used to live there, didn't we? Well, some of us, anyways. Who had the misfortune of being rebellious and saying to ourselves, let's act like animals and have fun with that for a while. Most of us don't make it out of there alive, but some of us, we have a moment of reality and clear, cl uh, clarity, uh, or clarity and say, you know what? I need to find out what's the purpose of life over here. And between there's an ad. I had to change the ad. The other one was like a, a very uh, immodest one there, but you can't control those things sometimes. The ads just come up. Mitchell lived in Laurel Canyon. It says... This is an article from songfacts.com in regards to the facts behind the song Big Yellow Taxi from artist Joni Mitchell. Mitchell lived in Laurel Canyon, which is a section of Los Angeles. When she wrote this song, that's the reference in the album title, at the time, big news in California was the battle to save the redwood forests, which were threatened by developers eager to cut down the trees to build shopping centers and other amenities. As Mitchell implies in this song, this could lead to trees someday becoming something you could only see in a museum. Again, the far-left-reaching thought and mind of the agenda going to an extreme. Eh, typical, but again, we keep going. As Mitchell implies the song... Okay, blah, 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 blah. A group called The Neighborhood Hit, number 29 in the U.S., with their version of this in 1970. I don't need that stuff. In 1975, Mitchell released a live version. Okay, and it keeps going. All right, well, a bit of the idea, of course, behind the song there. But what we're going to do is pull up the song lyrics and uh, go through them as we do in tradition here on Tuesdays and see what's going on with it through a Christian perspective and worldview, of course. All right, Big Yellow Taxi. Friends, please consider supporting. AddedSouls.Locals.com. You can sign up for free, but therein, you can choose to support monthly. No amount is too low or too high. It truly helps us. You can PayPal, 
addedsouls at gmail.com is the email address. You can send a donation that way. Please consider, again, liking, sharing, giving a comment, all that stuff. Big Yellow Taxi. Here's the lyrics to the song. They paved paradise, put up a parking lot. Do da, 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 da. Okay, I hear all the... I hear it in my mind, you see. I listened to it also before doing these sessions. I listened to the song several times, numerous times, just to get me inside the thought. They paved paradise, put up a parking lot with a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swimming or a swinging hot spot. We've chosen as humanity to remove what in her mind is paradise. And I know that can be commonly distributed. I say such things as well. Oh, this is paradise on earth, right? But it is truly a lower standard of paradise than the true and real paradise that is available to all who follow Jesus, of course, which is found in the other realm, the other reality realm. Paradise. Lowered expectations is what you'll find down here if we call this location a fallen world paradise. However, speaking of the perspective angle of the beauty of creation, of course, and therein you can look at the lush beauty of God's mind and ingenuity and creative intelligence and power and truly find fascinating, interesting, and um, the necessity and passion to be good stewards of this creation, knowing that we as human beings, of course, are the priority on this earth, if you will. Sadly, to the extremes of the godless mind, they uplift priority in non-reason, which brings them to bow down to the creature and the created and the trees, and they miss the whole beauty and point of God's creation. They paved paradise. So what's taking place? Look at all the beautiful rivers. Look at all the beautiful mountains. Look at the trees. Look at the birds and the animal kingdom as they play and do their thing, <laughs> which is quite savagery and violence at times in their instinct. Animals, of course. Well, all of it. Look at all of it. Now let's get rid of it and put some concrete there and some businesses that make money. Well, I think we need to be balanced and not swing the pendulum too far on the left or too far on the right here. There needs to be a balance. Of course, we are given uh, this earth, and uh, we should be good stewards of it. And I think there is a realm in which greed takes over and corrupts, and we no longer see the beauty of creation, pointing, of course, as a sign to the creator— and all we see is dollar signs, money, 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 money. And there's absolutely nothing sinful inherently in money and acquiring wealth as a hardworking individual, upright and decent. But when that becomes the priority of one's love for the dollar or the current currency of our age in all various historical generations – then we truly miss the mark, and we create in this this mess where we lose sight of country, and everything becomes metropolis and city like figurines. And it, it's it's there's nothing again inherently sinful in the uh, industrial age, which brought forth so many wonderful 
capacities uh, for man's mind and, and expediency. Cities are not inherently sinful, though sadly they are the hub locations for moral bankruptcy and all sorts of deviations from what, what is to be upheld as right and true and good. They paved paradise, put up a parking lot. I'd much rather open the window and look at the trees and whatnot. But also, though, though that is true, one must not be blind of oneself in a hotel room. Well, why aren't you out there in the jungle then? Oh, I get it. You appreciate being in an, a, a hotel that has all the securities and comforts you desire as a human being. And is that supposed to make you feel guilty? Well, no, if you're a reasonable individual who's balanced. But if you are way too far out there on the left and as a, a, an extremist with the environmental movement, which is, again, based in a great many lies, then you're, you're a walking hypocrisy. Because you don't want anything paved. You don't want any concrete anywhere. You want to save the trees and hug the trees, but yet you are a recipient of corporate mind in a hotel room with the securities and safeties and all the comforts that are found therein. Why aren't you out there in the jungle among the animal kingdom? Well, I know why you aren't there. It's the same reason I wouldn't want to be out there. The dangers of that realm. It's uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So you can see, you can see how... Uh, we need to be balanced with that kind of stuff. They paved paradise, put up a parking lot which, with a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hotspot. How dare they do that? I'd much rather have uh, the uh, the other one around as well. I agree with Joni, you know, on a balanced report, of course. She keeps going and says, Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? And that's going to be... A repetitive theme in the song, of course, and that's what's captivating. And if you don't get anything else but that verse, that's what is mostly apprehended by common listeners. Uh, yeah, it's a true experience to the human condition. Yes, it is true. We tend to miss what we get rid of. And, and it's the same with us as a nation. The nations have fallen. Uh, to say it hasn't is a lie, and one is being delusional like an alcoholic, needs to stand up and be like, hey, listen, my name's John Smith, and I am an alcoholic. I have a problem with alcohol, and I'm here to have some help. I mean, until you until you find yourself there with the right motive of the heart, submissive to, 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 to seeking service and seeking a way out of alcoholism, you're never going to be the recipient of the cure and be released, saved from the shackles and bondage of, of that deep dungeon. Well, the nations have fallen. We are in moral decay, publicly so. And one says, well, there's always been sin and there's always been immorality and moral bankruptcy and all this. Well, of course, sin's always been around, lurking around the corner. The corner. But the thing is, as a nation, Canada and America, as a nation, or first world nations, if you will, in the Western Hemisphere, we publicly adhered to Christian principle, which kept us upright. There was a standard of living that is since long gone, and now we swim deep in the oceans of non-reason and com complete immorality. 
And so I and you, who are true and real, to recognize this here fallen nation, we miss, don't we, a great deal, the glories of our past. Blessed by the great I am, as a nation who would uphold our Christian values, Judeo-Christian values. Well, it's long gone now. Can there be a renewal? There can. Are we going to do the effort and understand the way back to God and truth? I don't know. I don't know. We seem to seek repetitively to follow the cycle downwards into darkness time and time again throughout history. And it's only once we have become slaves in the bondage of tyrants and that there has been uh, rivers of blood from our children and women as we are shackled to tyranny and oppression from godless minds. Only then do we wake up and say, wow, we really messed up again, haven't we? We had some of the greatest nations on earth. Land of milk and honey. Freedom and privilege. Independence. Why did we throw it all away? Because we're nothing more than animals. Science said so. All right, so to that end, we chased another squirrel. Back from our small excursion here to the analyzing of the lyric. They took all the trees, put them in a tree museum. They Then they charged the people a dollar and a half just to see them. You know, and I, I'm telling you, I agree with most, I, I agree with what Joni is saying. I do. One says, how can you agree with a liberal as a conservative? Well, that's because you've just made the mistake of compartmentalizing stuff. I'm not a conservative. I'm not a liberal. I'm not an independent. I'm not NDP. I'm not green. I'm not uh, any color of the, the sociopolitical party. I, I, I'm a human being, and I happen to be a Christian, so I see things through the Christian lens, and therein I seek policies that would cooperate with uh, Christian principles. And I agree that we should be good stewards of this environment that we find ourselves in. And I also recognize how we now pay for bottled water. <laughs> we have a lot more things in common than you might think. See, evil individuals have us divided. I'd much rather focus on what unites us. And when we focus on what unites us and we have common ground, then we may have inroads into conversation on the things that do divide us so as to remedy the division and find a common thought. And if it is in the realm of one's personal opinions, scruples, matters of conscience and judgment, then we can certainly say, hey, you know what? I don't like anchovies on pizza. You do. We can still be friends. But in the realm of absolute truth, which, of course, the devil, the devil's illusion is to have us swayed away from such a thought that there is a thing as one plus one makes two. No, everything is subjective. No, it isn't. There are some objective absolutes in life. There are things that are ungetoverable and will never change whether you and I walk on this earth at this time or not. They exist and they are real and they are unchangeable. 
Well, upon those things, we may find some ground to have a conversation, Joni and I. He's like, let's keep the water clean. Amen, sister, we should keep the water clean. So let's give all power to a communist government to make sure that every citizen here keeps the water clean. Ah, whoa, 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 whoa there. I was with you with the whole kumbaya around the fire and everything, but now we've jumped into a realm of removing our freedom as independent souls who from our own hearts should want to keep the water clean. So we don't need to create a lie in order to have this function properly forward. If we simply love Jesus and understand how he loves us and has loved us first, then we'll learn from him and he'll teach us, guys, don't throw garbage in the water. But to tell a dictatorship, to tell a tyranny, a, an oppressive government, hey, we want to give you full communist power and control to tell us how to live our lives. That way we'll clean the water and make the environment safe is, is, has never worked. It has never worked in history. It never will. And that's why we find ourselves today going to the fast food restaurant, drive through window, and receiving a paper straw in a plastic cup. And wouldn't you know it, science is now catching up to stuff and saying, paper straws are not good for your health. Remember those face cloths things they wanted us to cover ourselves with? Apparently those things are very dangerous to health too, and I can't talk too much about those things. You know what happens, right? Okay, so let's keep moving here. They took all the trees, put them in a tree museum. Then they charged the people a dollar and a half just to see them. I refuse to pay for a tree to see a tree. I live in the country here. I see trees all over the place. I love the trees. They're all over the place. They talk to me. No, I'm joking. But, you know, it, it, it's a real deal. Listen, we live now in a society where we pay for water in a bottle. It's a, it, 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 it's a million, if not billion dollar industry. Water. I keep going back to that commercial, humorous commercial, but it spoke volumes to our current condition as human beings. It's a commercial where you have these hippie-like individuals, long hair, flower child kind of stuff going on. And one of them's taking water from a stream with his and his buddies are doing something else and they're looking about and they're doing whatever out there in the wilderness. But here's this one hippie and he's taking water and he's putting it into a container of sorts. And his friends are like, what are you doing, you fool? <laughs> we'll never, that'll never work. He, no one will ever pay for water. That's kind of the, the idea and the theme behind it, right? And it's humorous because it's true. Because there was once upon a time, the thought would have been ridiculous, even, um, even among the hippie. Yeah, we're never, I mean, there's water everywhere, man. Like, chill, dude. <laughs> Whoa. Like, dude. There's like water everywhere, man. We don't need to pay for that stuff. Man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We, we got to have clean. We got to pick up clean water. And we're going to pay for water one day. And I want to be one of those people who sell the water. Isn't <laughs> it interesting how the hippies turned into the corporate powers we now are oppressed by? 
the color factories, right? They took all the trees, put them in a tree museum. They Then they charged the people a dollar and a half just to see them. She keeps going with uh, this song. It says, don't it always seem to go. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone. The paved paradise, they put up a parking lot. Something like that, right? Hey, farmer, farmer, put away that DDT. Give me spots on my apples, but leave me the birds and the bees, please. I mean, again, me and Joni got no fuzz against each other, man. It's just plain. I, I agree with her. Let's not put poison in food. Let's allow our farmers to farm and to farm off the land and to utilize nourishments that would not contaminate us into death. I agree with that. Let's allow rivers and oceans and things and birds and the trees. Let's allow or permit. Uh, let's extend a permissible degree of stewardship to our environment. I agree. I'm with you. I'm with you, Joni. In my past life, I would have burned one with you. Guaranteed. So it keeps going. Don't it always seem to go? Yeah, we're losing these things and we're missing them after the fact. It's like, oh, man, what did we do? That can take place with all sorts of things. And she's speaking of the environment, but then she's going to go into a relationship, of course. Late last night, I heard the screen door slam. That means things are not peaceful in the house. Got ourselves some arguments that have taken place. And a big yellow taxi took away my old man. So he went away. There was an argument that took place. I don't know what it was about. Joni knows. Joni knows. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. So an argument took place and a separation of the uh, the friendship or uh, the relationship has happened. And once that takes place and they've both went on their separate ways, the thought comes back one day while they're sitting there lonely and saying, you know, he wasn't a bad guy. She wasn't a bad girl. I acted immaturely. I acted as a fool. I, I shouldn't have done that. Man, I miss her. I miss him. That didn't need to happen. Why did that happen? Man, we were young and dumb, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. We shouldn't have put concrete all over the place. We should have allowed the trees to grow. Hmm. What did we do that for? I don't know. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? They paved paradise. And they put up a parking lot. And some sadly do that with their own mind and their heart, don't they? They take away what is organic, what is real and true, seeking the purpose of life. And they put up a concrete wall, a concrete, concrete parking lot. And they no longer are able to find humility and insight in life. No longer capable or willing to find the love of God. Sadly. I said, don't it always seem to go. They don't know what you, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. And that continues. And there in short, very simple song, yet a profound message of sorts, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I would think so. And uh, we are wise, of course, again, to that end, to understand the, the, the balance where we find ourselves in the spectrum of things must be in the middle.
Balanced. Balanced. Big Yellow Taxi from Joni Mitchell. Wonderful song. Always playing around. I tend to agree with most of what we just read there in the lyric, analyzing it through the Christian worldview, of course, the Christian perspective. Subscribe, like, share, comment, sign up to additsouls.locals.com. That okay? We stream all over the place, don't we? On our Facebook page, Added Souls on our Facebook page. We have uh, our Added Souls channel on Rumble, uh, YouTube, and Twitter. And our audio, our audio will be uploaded to um, addedsouls.substack.com, um, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google, all those places. So you can download them uh, in those locations. That okay? Everyone all right? We're going to make it? We're going to make it today. Lord willing, tomorrow, 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time, we continue our studies in the book of Genesis. That's what we do on Wednesdays. We have ourselves a portion session for studies, and we go inside Genesis. And we are in the narrative of a recorded account, a witnessed account of Joseph and his brothers over there in Egypt. It's a wonderful, truly challenging account. Hope you will join us tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. Stay focused and stay positive. You are loved. You are appreciated. You have purpose in this life. Peace out.